Welcome to episode 118 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week we continue our Hitman 2 series with part 3. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about one of the best challenges I've completed in a long time. Ooh, and here to pew-pew with us is my second friend, Mo Murtadi. I'm so nervous. I hope we all didn't do the same thing this time. I think well, it's we very will unlikely. See. Okay, uh, great. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we are continuing our Hitman 2 journey today. This is the second part. Uh, we are playing the Three-Headed Serpent mission. Uh, if you've not heard our first two episodes about Hitman 2, you might want to go back to those first and then come here when you're done. Uh, gentlemen, we just wrapped up playing the Finish Line mission in Miami with our special guest, Morton Elgard from IO Interactive. An excellent time. Got a peek behind the curtain. Lots of fun. Uh, but today we are joining... We are jumping into the world of Santa Fortuna, and let's jump in and start with the briefing for the mission. Good morning, 47. Our Providence contact has shared the identity of the Shadow Client, a former mercenary and bodyguard by the name of Lucas Gray. His past is a black void, but our analysts are digging deep. Meanwhile, we've had a breakthrough of our own. Comparing the malicious attack patterns with global shipping and transportation routes, we've figured out how Mr. Gray and his paramilitaries move around the world undetected. They're using the distribution network of the Delgado Cartel, Colombia's biggest drug manufacturer. Clearly, Gray must have struck a deal with the Delgados. Consequently, if we can cripple the cartel, we can severely limit the malicious strike range. But to do so, we need to slay a three-headed serpent. Sociopathic cartel head Rico Delgado and his two closest lieutenants, PR guru Andrea Martinez and savant chemist Jorge Franco. With equal parts guts and guile, Rico Delgado runs a thriving billion-dollar criminal empire. The word is, the brutal and volatile cartel head is hell-bent on becoming the number one drug lord in the world. To achieve this, Martinez, a childhood friend of Delgado's, has been buttering up state leaders and decision-makers, paving the way for an expansion of the Delgado Logistics Network, while the brilliant but aloof and antisocial Franco has been hard at work developing a new type of super-cocaine. So, three of Colombia's most infamous crime lords inhabiting a decidedly hostile environment. I will leave you to prepare. All right, gentlemen, so... Diana makes a presentation. She tells us about Santa Fortuna, this man named Lucas Gray. What the heck is going on? Y'all are both shaking your heads. You're just like, no idea. Well, let me just quickly tell you, there's a man, Lucas Gray. He's connected to these three agents or these three like really deep connected uh, like drug lords in Colombia, and your job in this mission is to kill all three of them. And I will, I will gather the names of them so we can talk through it. Um, but I want to get your general take on this when you jumped into Colombia. How did you feel as you were entering the the drug riddled jungles of Colombia? Uh, I, I don't know what it is about like the hitman levels, but I do love when it's like in nature. Um, this one had a lot of like moments where I was kind of walking around and I saw like the colorful parrots and the birds flying around randomly as I'm running past like this little bridge thing. And lots so, of like, coca I, leaves. I, yeah, lots of coca leaves. But it was, I kind of liked it, especially with like the new mechanic where you can like hide amongst like the grass like that we saw in the first level. Um, I kind of did a little bit of that in order to take down one of my targets um, and I'll get into it as I get into it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't understand how <laughs> these three kills play into the broader Hitman story that we've been that we've been carrying on with. Um, but this was a ton of fun to just hop in and kill, um, you know, the, uh, you know, baby, basically Pablo Escobar Jr. And uh, and his cousin, I guess. And then his father's chemist. Um, it was it was a really interesting uh, experiment to kill three targets who are all pretty highly guarded. Yeah, that's that's a great way to set the, set the stage here. I think the only thing that I remember about this mission is like Lucas Gray was obviously the the person I spoke about, but the reason you're going after the militia is because 
uh, Lucas Gray uses the distribution network of the Delgado cartel, which is the cartel that we're taking down here. Uh. Our three targets, Rico Delgado, Andrea Martinez. Who, so Rico is like the, the head, the leader. Uh, Andrea Martinez is like their PR person, PR person for a cartel mm-hmm. wild. And then uh, <laughs> Jorge Franco is the chemist, as you said, Mike. So those are our gotcha. uh, three VIPs or our three targets to take down. Uh, let's start by doing the thing we do always: is whoever has the lowest score walks through their walkthrough first. And I'm telling you guys right now, I'm I'm the worst. I'm I'm the worst <laughs> one here. Mo, give give your score first. I have Mike and I score here, but I know for sure I'm at the bottom. Oh, I think I sent it your way. Let me just check. Uh, it's I sent a direct message. Do you want me to just say my score? Oh, you just sent it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I got the Silent Assassin. Uh, five star, what? Uh, mission sc- mission score one hundred and fifty six thousand three hundred and eighty, and my mission time was thirty one minutes. Get out of here! Yeah, this man so, lived with the save and reload feature. Spent more time uh, with that ab- than actually killing people. <laughs> Absolutely, I was kind of talking to Jacob about this earlier. I, I feel like. I feel like maybe the next level I might try like less, but I played this one exactly how like I enjoy playing these Hitman games. My, my Agent Forty Seven in my head is always like perfect, flawless, gets his silent like kills for each person and doesn't mess around. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? Let me figure out the best route, take out, try some of the kills, try some of the storylines, and then like not finish the game. But then once I figure out this is the way my Forty Seven would take out these three people, I'm like, okay. I have my methods. Now I'm going for the run, and I like go for all three in one run, as I have it mapped out. Cause I like timing it too. I, sometimes I'm like, if I go through one person, and I find out, oh, this second person will be here within this time frame if I finish this part, this section, like in a certain way. That's how I kind of stack them together. That way, it's like very quick, efficient. Take those three people out and get out of there. Mo, you you shared a, a small factoid before Mike jumped on, and it was how long you typically take for each of the missions. I don't want to, I don't want to like throw you in the spot here, but how long does it typically take you to play one mission? Um, depending on how many targets, uh, I'd say like three to three hours to four oh hours. Oh my god! Yeah, like I, because I that's the thing. I I enjoy each level. I explore. I walk around. I try to look for things. Oh, I kick I doors. My I. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy the Hitman games. They're not just like ones I like. When I play them, I'm like, I'm having a blast because they're just, there's so many things you can do. There's so many paths, the interactions with everyone. And I I'm, I think I'm going to have some fun explaining mine because I had like a weird moment. Uh, and anyways, it was just fun. I did a lot of stuff and I might even like, I'm excited for all the next ones that are coming up too. So uh, Moe's in first place. Uh, Michael's in second place. His score is actually very close to, to Moe's. He only got four stars, 122,284. Uh, it's a fantastic score. Uh, you had bodies found, Michael. We will talk about that. Uh, you did it in 47 so, minutes and nine seconds. Go ahead. It was so frustrating. So frustrating to have that body be found. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Uh, sometimes you just got to throw a can at a guy from a distance to get the glue. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, uh, my score was nowhere near either of your scores uh, because I did a thing, and I will tell you about it first. Uh, my score was twenty-two thousand eight seventy-two. Uh, I got zero stars, and I, <laughs> I didn't basically know they gave zero stars. Yeah, they give zero stars. I basically did all the things bad. I got zero of the bonuses except for a time bonus because Michael, uh, my play time was about the length of yours at forty-eight minutes and fifty seconds. Man, Jacob, whenever I hear those like kind of scores, I just like I picture my Agent 47 when he's done, he has no scars, nothing, just walks out of the like that region. <laughs> Yours, I picture with like a black eye, like he just missing cuts on limb. his face. Yeah, I'm just missing teeth and like limping. He's like, I got him, I got all three boss. Like <laughs> Guys, I was I was literally Yours running is... for the chopper as I was like leaving this mission. There's a so. chopper? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. But you know what, yeah. Jacob, you know, I, I, I poke fun that I, you know, I actually didn't know that you could get zero stars. Um, <laughs> but I will say that if there is ever a mission to like just have utterly go wrong, it's this one. Yeah. And there are just so many pieces at play. So mm-hmm. many different costumes you need to juggle, different people yeah. you need to interact with. Um, and they're all heavily guarded. It's not like there's one easy kill. So, um, props to you uh for just getting through it yeah so not not to 
Oh, not to get too like deep into it, but you're right, Michael. This place is like heavily guarded. I had one moment in particular where I did like a total like nope, and I just left. And that was at that compound. The one I don't know if you guys went into it where you knock on the door of the Delgado cartel. But the second you walk in there, even like your your your, <laughs> your helper or whatever is like. Yeah, they're like, yo, this place is heavily guarded. Like, be careful. And you look around, and there's, like, no way to escape. And there's machine guns everywhere. And you, I, I walked in, attempted a mission there. And I said, no, I, I'm not even trying it in here because I don't know how I'm getting out. So let me dive in. And I think in this game I've done a, a better thing by following the storylines. And I don't know if it's a Hitman 2 thing or if it's just my play style. But I've been following the stories a lot more in, in my playthrough so far. So I begun... By just kind of exploring a little bit, by walking around, trying to get a, a, a feel for Columbia, it is very big, this map. It is deceptively large. Like, at first, I'm like, oh, we're just, you know, walking around some villages in Columbia. But it's huge. And the first thing I discovered is a man in a bar named Paul Powers. Yes. Have, have mm. y'all, did y'all find Paul Powers? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did all three of us do the, the P-Power yes. uh, kill? I did. Mm. I did not. I that was the one I attempted, and then I said nope, and I left. <laughs> okay, so uh, Mike and I can kind of tag team this. But P Power is like a celebrity tattoo artist. Think like a uh, Cat Von D. Is I, that's, that... ex- I, that's exactly where I was going to go. A male version of Cat Von D. Like yeah. everyone, they they describe him as like basically he just covers up really bad tattoo jobs on TV. Exactly, and uh, funny enough, he's like in a bar on his phone talking to Dexy. His manager, who is also the manager of Jordan Cross from the first game. Oh, cool. Man, I didn't put that together. Yeah, honestly, I, I found it later. Like, it was one of those things that just kind of flew over my head, but just showing the, the continuity in the game between one and two. Uh, but I ended up using a coin, which I think is a, is a Michael Ruffalo uh, kind of tactic. 100%. Where I coined him outside, <laughs> I threw one coin, and then a second coin, and then I just, like, punched him in the face and knocked him out and took his stuff. So, Jacob, I'm so happy you, like, shouted out Michael Ruffalo because in my playthrough, I had a coin moment and I in my I verbally was like, shout out Michael Ruffalo through the coin and it worked. So, carry on. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the version of Kobe. Oh, yeah. yeah, literally. Mikey. If you, if you toss a coin. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey. So I did that and then, then I walked into uh, Delgado's compound, which, as Mo, you've said, is heavily guarded. Uh, tons of, like, uh, landscapers around, like... Um, maids that are taking care of the property and you immediately find Delgado's wife in like a bikini just like fawning over you because you're a television star and she just brings you straight up to her husband who's getting a cover-up on a tattoo on his neck that he claims is of his wife but the wife is like yeah that's probably one of one of your mistresses or some woman you found does not look like me please fix I think she said, like, no version of my nose, no matter what surgery ever looked like that. So, which yeah, I thought so, was a great line. And, and like, he was very suspicious. He was like, was it him? Oh, yeah, he was like, he doesn't look anything like he does on television. And the wife was like, they do all that in post-production. Like, I'm sure he looks much different on TV because of that. Yeah, okay. And one of the running consistent things throughout all of Hitman that I appreciate was he says, but what about the cheekbones? The guy on TV doesn't have these cheekbones. And I love that it's just a consistent comment about Agent 47 that he just has the best cheekbones. Uh, what is it, like the Fibonacci circle? Like, can't your face like fit a Fibonacci circle? If so, he's got a beautiful face. He does. But so, Jacob, what, what, what happens? You start, you start tattooing. Yeah, exactly. So they say, hey, start tattooing. Uh, I start tattooing on the neck, and there's a bodyguard with a gun. And, Mike, if at any point, like, this is similar, like, go ahead and and jump in. But there's a bodyguard, and he's like, I'm going to guard him. I'm going to make sure there's no funny business. And the wife's like, just like, I'm going to leave. The guy's like, Delgado's like, you need to leave because you're making him nervous. Like, he's covering up a tattoo. Like, please, like, go away. Is that kind of what happened with you as well? Yeah, pretty much. And so at the first opportunity you're given... I thought, like, I'm going to close... Because imagine there's, like, these big doors that just open up to the entire compound. My thought was, like, hey, I would love to be able to close these doors. You can't. So, essentially, like, you just have to stab this man with a tattoo gun in his neck to kill him. I think you that get him in the, the temple. I, you're, actually, you're right. You're totally yeah. right. It's not the neck. It's the temple. 
is there no elegant way? Because I got to that stage when I was trying that like storyline, and it said kill him, tattoo him. I'm like, if I tattoo him, they're gonna find me out, and like he's ready here. So I stabbed him like in the head or whatever it was, and then I thought, I don't know, maybe somehow I could get out of it. And as soon as everyone's like, you just stabbed him in the head, which is oh. the obvious response, well, I dipped. Did you wait for the people to leave the room before you stabbed him in the head? No. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Just stab, yeah. Because yeah. it's the option. It just popped up. I'm like, uh, let's just see. I don't know. So Maybe it'll work. Jacob, you did wait for everyone to leave the room, and then you yeah. put it through his temple. Exactly. Um, what did you do with the body? Where did you go then? Well, like, my score was pretty low, right? Okay. So I might have just left him on the chair, <laughs> <laughs> and like jumped off the balcony because you could jump off the. That's my thing. Is like jumping yeah, off the balcony. Just, just I jumped off the balcony, running, jumping off balconies, sprinting for the gate. Let me out of here. So that's all I did. I, I jumped for the balcony. I found a pole you could slide down, and then I ran right out right out the compound. And then as soon as, because l- let me let me not lie to you guys, like there was one or two times where like they would catch me if you don't go fast enough. <laughs> so I just like bolted for the exit and immediately like just left. I love it. So that was my that was my first part. My second part then was going after uh, Andrea Martinez, and I did so by I went into the jungle and I found. Uh, two men by a vehicle that were talking about a shaman. Oh. Mike, Ooh. did we have the same playthrough, but we you did it have. good? Okay. <laughs> we might have. Um, so I uh, found out this this shaman who, and again, Mike, let's tag team this because I think that our playthrough is very similar. Uh, there are two men talking about a shaman who needs to go to a construction site that the Delgados are building to essentially like cleanse a grave where they found some bones, right? Yes, exactly. And so you find this shaman in the woods making some concoction, talking to a bunch of people who claim to not be able to see because they took this concoction and it's some kind of like spirit walk or Iowa. Oh, okay. I know what that is. I I, I don't know what that is. (laughs) Um, Postage stamps. Postage stamps. Yes, exactly. Postage stamps. Episode 45, Virginia. Um, But (laughs) 40, 45, whatever. Not important. Um, but they're blind and they can't see what's happening. So he's with like one person who's like about to go on ayahuasca and the shaman. Uh, I decided that I was going to use my Mr. Pib cans that I had and I just whipped soda cans at both of them, knocked them both out, unconscious witness, and I gathered the, the shaman's outfit. My problem here is that I accidentally broke one of their necks by accident because I forgot <laughs> how to play this game. So just not a good not a good run so far. And with that, you can go and find Andrea Martinez. Mike, take over. Like, t- tell me how you – I know that you're next, but, like, we had the same playthrough here. We, we, might, we absolutely might have. So, uh, you know, you're wearing the shaman's getup. And you run into uh, the, the middle of the town, the, the slums, and uh, there she is. And she's like, oh, I've been looking for you. Like, meet me at the, at the site or you can walk with me. And if you walk with her, it's pretty funny. She just tells you about a bunch of stuff, kind of had a chuckle throughout. She talks about, you know, you wash my hand, I'll wash yours, blah, 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 blah. Um, and her guards end up, like, lagging quite a bit behind. And she gives you a pretty good opportunity to kill her. Right then and there, when there's no oh. bus, I did not, but I was very tempted. Yeah, I, I thought very, about very it too. Tempted. Yeah. So then uh, you round the corner. There's a broken down bus, which will come into play later during my my playthrough. Uh, oh. And you get to the construction site, and all of the all of the workers there start bowing down to you, start you know showing signs of respect and reverence. Uh, they start calling you Taita, um, and you know, it becomes pretty clear that uh, that she's like, look, just do your magic spell, right? Just do whatever magic you've got to do, and then we'll get back to it. And so Agent 47 steps up to the platform where the bones are. He <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> does some things with his hands, shoots them out, like pretends like he's got some magic power electricity shooting through him. And then uh, he says, it is cleansed. And the guys are, are happy to be able to get back to work. Jacob, where did you take it from there? Yeah, so I, throughout the whole thing, got really nervous because like, I'm like, guys, I need to play this right. I need to not just like throw a screwdriver at the first opportunity I have. <laughs> so I, I followed her like you with her bodyguards trailing behind. I thought about it, didn't kill her. 
um, got to the cleansing ceremony, didn't kill her. She walks around and essentially like tells the whole thing that this water treatment plant is actually so that they can more efficiently manufacture cocaine, which cool. And there's a lot of people around. So I'm like, I don't see a good opportunity for me to kill her. But what I ended up finding in my shaman, in my Taita like outfit is that there, she stands under a like crane and a platform and you can just accidentally, as Taita, hit a button and there's a like platform full of stuff that just falls on her head and murders her. Wow. So that's what I did. And I ran away real quick. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. This is when I had my Michael Mikey moment but I threw my <laughs> coin. Because I had the same I, my method for taking her down was the same, Jacob. Um, oh. I was able to get I was able to get there and then like I for I had I had her finish the ritual. I saw her path after. I'm like, there's no way like to really get her without taking anything anyone else down or someone seeing me. But then I saw her pausing for a sec and I had the slow motion like look up. I was like, Oh, there has to be a way. And I saw like one of those guards like standing in front of the button at one point. So I'm like Michael said, use the coin. Michael said, use the coin. <laughs> Through the coin, he's like, huh, what's over there? <laughs> he takes off, and I'm like, bloop. And it's like, great job, 47. I'm like, I know. That was Michael. It wasn't me. That was, that was I, that I can inspire you guys. Yeah, that definitely. It helped me in this level twice. There's a there's a cement mixer that I I, I think there's a thing about Mike's making a face. Okay. Yes. That's I'm I glad because I didn't know how that was like part of it, and I kind of wanted to figure out, but... I'm glad you did it because I want to know. Do you want to talk about that or do you want me to keep going and talk about keep my going. third kill? I'm, I'm tied up in your story now. I need to hear okay. what happens next. Uh, my You're third running around kill, as a shaman right now. Yeah, I'm the shaman. So I ran all the way back to the shaman's pit and through like a bunch of trial and error, I realized that I actually had to go through the Delgado compound to get to Jorge Franco. So I ended up going back to the shaman's pit, getting back in the P-Power outfit, which like I murdered that man. Like, would you let P power in your compound? I guess so. So I got my P power on uniform. I went to the Delgado compound. I got patted down again. And then I went, th- I uh, ended up switching outfits to like a soldier's outfit so that I could go into where the drugs, where the coca is being grown. Um, my kill was incredibly like ineffective. It was terrible, but here's in essence what I did is I explored a little bit of like the, where the coke is growing and you can actually go into Jorge's like hut, if you will, where he's got all his stuff. And I think that's where you get a key and I don't know if it's there or in another hut, but you get a like a heli- helicopter key or a way to get out into a helicopter. Cool. So I couldn't, the guards are really close to Franco the whole time. Like he's got four guards on him at all times. So I won't lie to you guys. At one point I was sitting in the coca and then he just kind of walked by, and I just popped up, <laughs> shot him in the head, not even silenced, Diglett just popped 47. him in the head, yeah, and then ran towards the helicopter and got away. Wow. And that's why my score is so low, right? Because, like, I got shot at, I got seen, I broke some guy's neck, my kill, like, didn't follow a, a storyline at all. So, like, I think if I had one regret is that I didn't really – I don't want to say I didn't try for my third kill, but my third kill was was the thing I do, guys. Where like I don't I don't know if I get bored or if I like <laughs> need to get it done quickly because I'm like, oh, I'm doing well. I need to finish this. Can't but that's this what up. happened here. Like I just so I take them. it you did no safe scumming at all. Um, you, you I did a little did. bit. Okay. I, I would okay. say like if if Mo plays for three hours, I probably played. I think because I was doing it right before we recorded, so I think I I played for about an hour and ten. Or an hour and 15, so there was a little bit of saves coming, but, like, not a whole lot. Okay. I can do much better than this, probably as as well as you could with more time, Michael. All right. I don't don't know if I would have gotten better with more time. Um, You know, I felt pretty proud. I thought I was going to be claiming the crown, but uh, Mo takes it this week. I to be no, I think I think Mike, you do get it because even when I finished my route and it was like flawless, I'm like maybe this doesn't go with like the same method we kind of agreed on. Because like I just I get so into these levels, and I'm like I just want to make make it perfect. Like the the number to me means nothing. Making it perfect like makes I, is I, like what I really enjoy. I definitely get what you mean. Um, I think you still get the crown this week, Mo. 
Um, but I will give you a breakdown of how I did it, and it was very Mo-inspired because I remember Aww. Mo, you telling us that uh, they usually just hop in and you survey the grounds a bit and you, you understand the map, and then you do your playthrough of it. So I thought yes. this week, that's what I'm going to try. I'm going to try just like, you know, taking a walk around, understanding the, the locale. And boy, is this map big. There is There are so many places. It's not map only big. like... It's, it's big from like a like landmass perspective, but then there are like three or four different layers to it, like levels that you can mm-hmm. go on. Um, so there's a lot there. Um, so yeah, I hopped in. I started walking around. I stumbled into literally every single like different story thread that you could follow mm-hmm. to complete the mission. And I thought, okay, uh, first one, I am going to uh, be the tattoo artist. Um, but, you know, in my, in my travels, you know, you spawn right at that bridge. And I found, oh, I can get some apricots here, some coconuts here, the coins laying over here. Uh, a wrench over here at this mechanics place and I can pick up this rat poison inside of the the shop so I'm I'm kitted out you know I've got a lot of stuff so when I get to the bar I wait for both the bartender and the target to turn their back and by target I mean the tattoo artist they both look in opposite directions I pour a little rat poison into his beer <laughs> and I sit by and wait for him to come take a drink and he takes a drink and he says oh boy have I been drinking too much and runs to the bathroom and I just happened to slip in the door with him. And uh, as he's wow. throwing up, I choke him out. I plop his body through the window and into the little, uh, the little like, bin there, uh, just hidden out of sight, just re- perfect for his body to be hidden. Mike, did you know that you can throw it over the window? I, I like, did this mini bit, and I, I, when I got – I did, like, a route – First of all, I always look for the bathroom and I went there. I'm like, there's no bin here. And then I was like, there's a window. I hope there's somewhere. I'm just going <laughs> to dump them and try it. And I tried to like drag him there. And I, th- when I threw him over. I'm like, this opens everything up. <laughs> I had no idea you can dump through windows. So you did it the same way? Uh, no, I tried that method and I, that wasn't oh, part okay. of my final okay. solution. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So then I'm wearing his outfit and I start sprinting over to the gate. Uh, and in a previous surveying the scene i found that there is a little path at the side of the gate where you can climb a vine and get up inside uh oh, through oh the what wall. yeah but the problem is as you mentioned earlier mo there are so many people there with guns I, I jacob you mentioned this as well there are so many people there with guns it is extremely intimidating yeah so uh i mean Yes, you can you can knock some people out, but I said, nah, this time I'm going right through the gate. And I had a very panicked moment because you're not allowed to bring your weapons in there. So I had to I hurriedly went into the tall bush, started dropping a bunch of weapons that I had found, and went back and I'm like, now nah, you can frisk me, everything's good. Uh, the wife brings me up to the room, I start futzing around with the with the with the tattoo gun, I wait until everyone leaves, I stab him in the temple. Uh, I drag his body into the bathroom and as close as I can to the wall. So that way you'd really have to go into the room to find him. And then I notice that there is a, uh, a vault. There's a, like a safe in the wall. And I am very upset that I've killed this man without figuring out how to open the safe. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's fine. So I start, uh, I'm like, I need to wait because I know this guard's going to come back in. I wait by the door. He comes in and he starts looking around. I get behind him, I knock him out. I drag him to where his boss's body is. And now I'm wearing, you know, what I would call a tier one outfit. It basically mm-hmm. gets you everywhere you need to go. Um, I'm wearing one of the guards outfits. And so I start walking around the palace and I'm like, great. Okay. I've, I've killed Rico Suave. It's time to move on to the next one. <laughs> um, and I, I think, okay, I know that the shaman exists and I know that he's over there. And this is the this is the point where I save scummed a couple of times, um, and just just to be clear, the way that I approach this, uh, once I screwed up, I would redo my whole playthrough. So this is mm. one. Oh wow! Yeah. So, but I would okay. allow myself to restart the level, and go back to, you know, to where I was. But I save scummed a bunch of times until I figured out how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way I wasn't. Uh, you know, getting to that spot and having to figure it out, you know, and redo the whole thing over and over again. 
Just a quick question about, so Mo, like maybe three X the amount of time, me, like maybe one and a half times the amount of time. Like how long does it take you to play through a level? I think, so I, it took me a little bit longer than you and I'd probably say two X, probably two hours is what it probably took me to play this. Um, if, if my runtime for this map was like 47 minutes, I probably spent around two hours, um, playing through it. Um, and a good 20 minutes just roaming around to, like, understand the map before I started doing anything. So, yes, I, I get to the Shaman. He's got his ayahuasca. And one of the beautiful things about this rainforest section is there's all this ayahuasca just scattered around. You can just go pluck it and, and have both lethal and non-lethal poisons just ready whenever you want them. Um, so I, I go to the Shaman's place. I wait for him to, to turn his back. He goes, and this stupid guy who's afraid of the ayahuasca is like, oh, no, no, I've tried this before. This is totally not right. Like, I, it just doesn't taste right. He's like, okay, I'm going to go get some more heavy hitter juice, juice <laughs> for you, you know? Um, and so, you know, I watch them do their dance, and then I realize, okay, it's the second time that he leaves that I can knock him. And yep. then I try that, and it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay. There's got to be something else they can do. And I realize, why don't I just poison the ayahuasca? So I put some non-lethal poison in the ayahuasca. The shaman drinks it up, and he runs off to the bathroom, starts puking. <laughs> um, you know, It's you a porta potty out. here. Yeah, exactly. You choke him out. You put him in the bin. You wear his outfit. Everyone's like, taita, taita. So um, <laughs> then I'm like, great, okay. Head off to our, our, our girl, meet her at the construction site. As soon as I do my blessing and she starts inspecting the place, she walks right in front of the pipe for the cement mixer. I'm like, well, this is too easy. Oh, boy. And, and I hit the button. And uh, let me tell you, the ragdoll physics are amazing. She just gets like it, – it's like she was hit with the biggest potato gun in the world. <laughs> just, she just like – her body folds as she is like plummeted into the pit with the human bones and cement. And uh, I, Taita just like books it out of there. Um, wow! And... No one saw you. Sorry, Mo. Sorry, did no one see you do this? Uh, I mean, they, no one. I mean, there was like in no the game, one paying like, uh... attention to me. No, I didn't get okay. any like notification that like, oh, they saw you. They were definitely mm. like suspicious because they're like, where, how, who the hell hit this button and killed? Yeah, you know, one of our execs. Um, and then I'm dressed as a shaman at this point. I'm like, okay, uh, I know that there is a bus of cocaine or a little <laughs> statuette of cocaine that this hippie is hanging out with, and he needs to get to get it to, um, what is the name of the chemist? George? Jorge? Oh, Jorge. Jorge. Yes, yes. So he's, he's got to get it to Jorge. Great. Okay. So I go up to uh, the, the hostel or whatever, and I'm like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to break in because I've got a crowbar at this time. I run to the other door. I break in. I get inside. I poison the goods. I grab the intel. I turn on the alarm to uh, to have him come in. I hide in the closet. He comes in. I choke him out, and I hide him hide him in the closet. Now I'm wearing his body or wearing his his outfit. I'm like, oh no! I want this to be way more artisanal. What I want this to be <laughs> is I want to poison it, fix it for him, trick him into the room. And then he'll notice it's fixed, and he'll be like, ah, whatever. Like, it's time to go deliver the goods. And he delivers the poison coke to the guy, and I don't even need to be in the area. And unfortunately, the game won't allow you to do that. Oh. Because if you go through all the hoops, all the all that rigmarole, it'll force you to then, once it's all taken care of, to knock the hippie out and, and take his stuff and then go do it yourself. So I wasted a bunch of time. <laughs> trying to do this a couple of ways to get him to be my my coke mule into into the the area um but one of the real issues i found to fix this the statuette of a of a bus is you need some glue and you go to the shop and you say i'd like to purchase some glue and he says ah i'm all sold out i just sold it to the mechanic next door and you go up to the mechanic if you're wearing any other outfit you say hey are, can i buy that glue off of you and he says nothing and he just looks frustrated and whatever right not great okay but I think I think he actually calls you the B word uh, in Espanol. I, I baño. you're bothering him. El, yeah. el baño, right? No, he, he's like ah. <laughs> we might have to bleep that. <laughs> I, think it's a P, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, yeah. So, you know, I was like, ah, oh, damn. But I was wearing the shaman's outfit at this point because I just finished killing, killing our chica. So I'm, I'm over there, and he is one of the villagers. And so he just thinks that I'm, like, a god or whatever. He says, like, it's like he's floating when he walks. And he will just follow you around the whole town. <laughs> he will follow him and his girlfriend or whatever who hangs out with him all day. We'll just follow you around the whole town, and I got super frustrated. So I got I got tired of it. Um, I I hid. I waited until she went against the railing at the back, and I pulled out a soda can and I whipped it against his head. <laughs> and uh, and then you know there was no like there was no attention on me or anything, no red flags or anything. But I run up to the body, I grab the glue, and I get out of there. And I think that had to be the moment in which. There was a, a body found or something like that. He was not dead, but I think, you know, must have must have been found. So uh, run down into the into the caverns, talk to the guy, place the coke on the table. And then I just book it because I know he's about to like, you know, snort, snort. Um, <laughs> and I get out of there and then I'm like, OK, I need to escape. I need to start looking for the exits. And I run across the bridge where you hear the two guys talking about the shaman. And I try and get in their little car. And it's like, no, no, you don't have the key. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. How, how am I? And I'm just, this is like my Benny Hill moment where I'm just scrambling. <laughs> I know <they're> like, <laughs> people, people are dead and I need to escape. And I realize there's an escape if you just wait for the bus. You can just sit there, wait for the bus, get on the bus and, and leave. I was like, this I love is that. The, that's, oh. This is the funniest thing because, yeah. So a uh, hippie gets on the bus and drives out, and that was that was my playthrough. It was not as smooth as I would have liked, but I am happy with how it turned out. Dude, four stars! Like, come on, that's incredible. Like, especially with limited saves coming, I feel like if I got a four star, I'm content. Especially uh, doing some of the fancy methods that you did. It was I. I was trying to chain as many story threads together as I could. The one that I was very tempted to try, which Mo, I'd be really interested to hear if you if you did this was uh when you when they unveil the statue you can drop it on oh oh okay all right okay well well, walk us through this i just want to make a quick point that a four-star playthrough for me would be the greatest playthrough i've ever had so (laughs) you're so close jacob you just gotta like calm down yeah (laughs) maybe save scum spend more time i will spend more time yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, my playthrough, like I said, I play. I walk around a lot. I try a bunch of methods. And m- my kills pretty much are due to the fact that some of the methods I attempted I didn't like or they scared me or I just wasn't interested. So here's how it went. So I started off, I as I was exploring, I tried a bunch of different ones. But the first one that like caught my attention was the hippie with the school bus, just like how Michael did it. For me... When I play the Hitman games, I'm just collecting things all the time. Like if I see a crowbar, I pick it up. A screwdriver, <laughs> I pick it up. Yeah. Because there's no like limit, it seems. Yeah. So like for me, it's like I'm going to eventually maybe need it rather than like looking for it. It's almost like a, a mental note for me as well. So when I do my final run, I'm like, I picked up a screwdriver and it was on this like barrel. So if I do, if a method I like is part of it, I'm like, okay, I'll just go there first, grab the screwdriver. So I have it for this like kind of run thing. You like junk. So the, I understand. Imagine I'm a hoarder with encumbrance, you know, it's oh. not the same game. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's essentially that's a collection, collecting every single thing. The crowbar. I'm so glad I picked up early. Cause like that helped me break into the guy's like house, um, to grab the, the school bus. And when I was in there, um, I, what I tried that route a couple times and I realized I needed the glue. So I actually, when the, when I did my final run, the first thing I did when the game loads, I walk in the store and I ask for glue. And it, the guy's like, oh yeah, like it's right next door. And I pick up the rat poison. I pick up all the rat poison if I see it. And when I talk to the guy and he says like, no, go away. Like I'm not giving you anything. I start watching like their paths. Just a, a quick thing. Mike, you said there's ayahuasca you could pick up. You could also pick like poisonous frogs up and other things too that work. I saw that. There. I saw the frog, but yeah. I didn't actually get to catch it. I thought that yeah. was a cool little addition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mo. 
No, no worries. So, like, yeah. So I'm at the the mechanics little the, the mechanic shop to try to find some glue, and I start watching their path. I see that the like his partner that he's with like starts smoking a cigarette at one point, and it, she always keeps coming back. But there's just enough time to like leave you two alone to like handle your business. So the second like she starts her walk to go for the smoke, I turn on the radio. The guy goes like, ah, they're calling me again. Starts <laughs> investigating the radio. Nice little rear naked choke. Choke him out. Dump him in the box. Pick up the glue. And I'm free from that area. And that guy's taken care of. Uh, and that's when I run up. Do the similar path like that Michael did. I When I get to the school bus in the hippie like house, um, I drop the rat poison. Just because it was the first thing that was actually up when I was looking at the, the school bus. So I poison it. Then I glue it together. <laughs> Uh, and it, I pretty much follow the same thing. Walk through the compound, like dressed up as the hippie. Yep. I see the guy. He he wants to taste the cocaine to see like the quality of it because it's poisoned. He wants to puke, so he kind of walks over to like this ledge to start puking. Just give him the Sparta kick, and he's taken care of. <laughs> as I'm doing that, when I was walking out, like the, uh, to walk like upstairs to like get above ground like to just fi- figure out the other two kills i discover the security area so i just walk in um take it out i just crouch behind one of the guards choke them out take their costume because i'm also trying to figure out what like the super user is like what costume i can wear and go almost everywhere and i'm testing each one during every playthrough like is it this one a specific guard is it the hippie is it the uh the shaman all of them are fair game but at this point i'm dressed up as a cartel person and I walk up. When I found out about the shaman, I'm like, that has to be like something that can go around everywhere without anyone questioning. And I'm like, I need to figure out how to do it. Just like you, Michael, I didn't, I, I didn't know how to get him away because as soon as he walks to like harvest the ayahuasca, uh, if you choke him out there, they see you. Yeah. yeah. Um. If and like there, there's no way no one like sees him. So I did the coin flip and made him just walk over to like where the the pond was, where like the bathroom was, and he just like walked up there. Choked him out, got his costume. And the frog, I actually, my first playthrough, I saw you could pick up a frog and then it disappeared. I'm like, what's going on? The way you get it is you essentially just creep up to the pond. And if you don't walk fast, you're able to pick it up. I tried like putting it into the stew. Nothing was happening. I tried, the guy mentioned he, the ayahuasca is supposed to be red. So I'm like, maybe I have to get an ingredient that makes it red. Never could figure it out. Is the frog lethal poison or a medic poison? It's lethal, right? It's lethal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, maybe I could use it. Unfortunately, I didn't find him. Like I couldn't figure out a way to like incorporate it into my takedown. Cause I did this exact same thing as, uh, was it you Jacob with the crane? Or yeah, was it that was Michael me. With the- Jacob used the crane. Yeah. I used the cement mixer. So it's exactly, I, I did. I tried a bunch of things. I found a screwdriver and I was like, maybe I can un- like mess up the wires. Cause she walks past this like electrical circuit thing, but that didn't sit well with me. I'm like, that's too like generic that you can do in any single level to take Plus, someone down. There were so many people walking around that like I at one point yeah. hit the, like one of the power things to knock out the power. I don't know if it was a generator or like a fuse box, yeah. but like they get suspicious and like there's four guys on you. So like not yeah. an easy thing to do. Basically, this level, it's not easy to be, like, sneaky in any way. Yeah, exactly. I think I killed, like, someone by accident in one of my, like, trial runs kind of thing. And I was like, okay, this is too, like, hard. But then I had that, like, aha moment where I kind of looked up and I'm like, she's standing underneath a giant crate and there's a crane over there. So I just pressed the button, took her down. The fun fact that I have with the shaman, though, similar to what Michael was saying, if you walk past any villager, they're obsessed with you. And they follow you everywhere. The only time they get stopped is if in your like one of the compounds. Um, like if you're in her compound, they'll stop her at the door because the guards won't let anyone in. But as soon as you leave, you have a swarm with you. So that kind of ruined my like super user effect. Like I tried to walk around like certain spots, and he doesn't really get access to everything like I thought. But everyone does do the oh taita and like <laughs> bows and like so was, there's all of that. Um, so yeah, that was those are uh, my two methods done. What I wanted to do uh, was the tattoo. Yeah. Um, I, I just, like I said, I stabbed him in the head and I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that compound. So the only other like storyline I could find that was similar was the statue. Yes. Tell me. Okay. Earlier, so it's my favorite last kill I've ever played. I think in oh. man game. Oh, it's wow. so memorable. Oh, so yeah, I don't know. Now. It's, just because it was like a cinem, there's a cinematic part that like I just really enjoyed and it was fun. So, um, how you essentially do when you are playing this throughout this like level, there's a bunch of musicians that are kind of lying around, 
um, unconscious or sleeping or doing that. So the first one, he's like behind a shed. I discovered him in my first run. You open up a tap of water, it like hits him in the face, and he's like, oh, I have to go play the game, the, the, the music. He goes to the stage to get ready to like play the show where they're going to do the unveiling of this giant statue. The next guy, he's standing next to a giant poster where it reveals the storyline. And uh, if you walk up to it, it's like, oh, there's going to be a huge revealing. There's going to be music at a certain time. Um, and as soon as you start reading it, the guy wakes up. And he's like, oh, okay, so he's going to go. That's two out of the four. Um, the third person, he's hiding around like the back of like another shed, like deep next, like near the, like not the butt, yeah, near the bar area kind of. And you have to turn on a generator that he's leaning on. And he like wakes up and he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And the final thing is find the fourth band member. And remember, I spent so many hours just like walking around and finding things that I eventually I'm like, I think I hit everywhere in this map and there is no fourth one. You don't ever use but a walkthrough, I knew do you? I had, no, not, never. So I was like, there is no one. Like what's going on? And I went through everything. But there was this one house that was blaring music and uh, there was no story around it. Damn. So... That's yeah. what that is. I didn't know. I was just because I was walking around. Yeah. And I t- triggered this story as like my final like uh, thing, and I'm like, I want to do it this way because I want to see the statue. Essentially, um, you have to find the fourth band member, and that kind of triggers the final like part of this mission. But what you have to do is you have to get a wrench and like unbolt like the statue's like hinges. That way, when they pull down like the the tarp that's covering it, it's also gonna pull down the statue and like take out like the guy or whatever it was. But there's two security guards that are guarding the like walk-up ramp to that statue. In that moment, as Taita, I wasn't able to get through. As a soldier, I wasn't able to get through. Ooh. No one was able to get through. But there's one moment where one of the soldiers kind of um, walks away to take a pee. And when he comes back, he takes a sip out of his beer. So when he walked away, the other guard who's watching his beer, I gave him a coin toss. He turns <laughs> around. I put some of the rat poison oh, in like the beer bottle. Yeah, the guy comes, drinks it, and starts like having stomach problems and has to like run away. And it's for a long time. He walks away for like a good minute. While he's walking away, I do a second coin toss to turn the guy around. I choke out the final guard that's defending the statue. And it's I, I recorded this final sequence because I, I, it was so fun. So I, I choke the guy, yeah, the final guard. That way I can get up to the statue area. But there's nowhere to dump him. So I drag him all the way up to the statue. <laughs> and the statue's up on a high platform that no one can see this guy up here because everyone's down up here. Uh, he's just kind of laying dead. And I was, I was fingers crossed because I was convinced I was going to have a body found. But I couldn't figure out a way to get past him. And I wanted to like do this method. So I left the body there. I unbolted the thing. And back to the music, the loud blasting like shack. I just figured, you know what? Let's just walk in here, see what, what's what's in there. And the final musician is out cold asleep in his bed, blasting like music, like that's blasting outside of the house. So when you walk up, it says take the band member's costume. So you dress up as the final band member, and he's the drum drummer for the band. And it starts like that sequence where it's like, let's start playing music. And it's a bunch of like, I guess like Latin music. And you're just like having fun, like blasting like this. And it's like a whole cinematic of like everyone gathering in the square and you're playing the drums. And the guy comes up, he's like, can we get a drum roll, please? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sitting there. The, the target smile on Delgado. your face right now, bro. Yeah. priceless. Oh man, because Delgado's sitting there all proud on the like the on the the stage, and the way you're viewing is like behind like 47's head, and so you're just like drum rolling, please. And all of a sudden, he pulls the the tarp, the thing just falls down, collapses, and you finally got your third guy. And the similar way to Michael, I just figured, you know what? I just, I'm not a huge like escape the area guy, because like all of mine, I want to be silent, so I want to be stress free as I'm escaping. I went to the store. I found a ticket to jump on a bus, and 47 just hops on with his giant hat and his drummer <laughs> outfit and steps off. I rec- I'm going to post it Beautiful. probably in the Discord channel because, like, the one thing I really loved is during the cinematic when they're showing the stage, they're showing the statue, you see that body stand, like, laying down next to the statue because it's part of the cinematic now. So the camera's in, panning, and you game. see, like, it's like, an engine. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I want to watch your playthrough. I should record it. I had just like that last little bit uh, saved on the, the PlayStation. Just, just make sure that – so we have a channel on the Discord, leftbehindgameclub.com. Uh, 
leftbehindgame.club slash discord. Uh, you can jump into our discord. We have a specific channel about our Hitman 2 playthrough. We actually have a few folks in the discord that are playing through it with us. Uh, Mo is going to post a clip of this. He's going to post a clip of this inside the discord. So make sure you check oh, it out. Oh, don't you know. Oh, don't you know. Make sure to check out his wonderful playthrough. Don't you know. Gentlemen, uh, we did it. We did another level. Mo is slowly become the artisanal killer. Sorry, Mike. Uh, He's got the crown. He's got the crown. I'm, I'm coming for it next time, though. Uh, next time around, uh, we are going to jump into uh, the next one. I have no idea what the next mission is called. Hold on. I think it's India. It's India. Yeah. I think Morton said it's like the largest map besides Miami. Or Mumbai, he might have mentioned. Yeah. 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 So next time we're jumping into Mumbai. And like Morton said, it is the, it is the biggest mission or biggest map in the entire game so we are excited to, to do that gentlemen thanks so much for for jumping on and, and talking about this this continues to be really fun maybe next time i should try and spend more than one hour on the level to do better and maybe take the crown will i ever take the crown Just, question you will take the crown you you i remember you making a good go at it in uh in our season one of hitman um, I would recommend the Mo approach of just spending some time at the beginning before you ever attempt anything, just learning yeah. the map. I'll give you Any like other a two-star handicap. Time. If you get like three stars, I feel like you win. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I'm I'm coming for the crown, boy. Don't you? Don't you yeah, worry. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I I like it's it's fun doing a bunch of different methods. I think my goal for the next game is probably like do something funky, do something like out of the box, something. If I discover I mean, something crazy. Be- Finding band members and taking a statue down seems pretty funky to me, but sure, yeah. whatever you say. Yeah, I'm excited. And that's our episode for now, gentlemen. Uh, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club on our website at leftbehindgame.club, on Twitter at leftbehindclub, and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. If you like the show, do us two favors. Send it to a friend and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. It really helps. You can find me on the internet at Jacob Accord on all major social media platforms. I host another podcast called Cutscenes. We just finished episode. We just finished season two. Uh, you can find that on all major podcasting platforms and at cutscenes.ca. Michael, where can our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful listeners find you? They can find me in the Discord, but also they can find me on most social places online at RuflowM. Or you can find me at michaelruflo.com or .ca, whichever you prefer. Mo, where can the people find you at? You can find me also in that Discord server. I actually thoroughly don't like this deals channel that we have <laughs> uh, because my, it, it's it's absurd. I, I, I go through that pitfall of just like, oh, I need this. It's, it's 90% off. I have to buy it and it never, inevitably does not get played. But if you like deals, you definitely have to check that out. And that's where I usually do hang out. And on most social media platforms at Mercati as well. Michael, what do we say to him? And that, my friends, is one last episode left behind. Thank you.